Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Around the Hype. I have with me here Surya. Hey guys, what's up? And Ashwant. Hey guys, what's up? And on today's episode, we'll be discussing the NBA awards. So we'll start off with the MVP. Uh, who do you guys have winning the 2020 Most Valuable Player? For my MVP, I have Giannis. It's pretty on. It's pretty obvious why Giannis will go back to back. He's averaged basically 30 points on 55% shooting. He's led the Bucks to the best record in the league again, not just in the East, and has been defensive juggernauts like the Clippers, Raptors, Celtics, and Sixers. He's done everything this year, basically. Yeah, my MVP pick is going to be LeBron James because, I mean, LeBron. People consider LeBron to be washed, even though he had good averages last year, and that's only because the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. And the Lakers are the number one seed in the West this year. They're probably the team to beat in the West, and people could say that's because of Anthony Davis. But with but I still think LeBron has like he's upped his game offensively and defensively. Like you could see yesterday, he was playing the clamps on PG and Kawhi, and he's a great playmaker at the moment. And again, I know that the MVP is just a regular season award, but especially for the last three four years, I'm pretty sure people take playoffs also into account. So if LeBron wins this year, I think the MVP is his. Well, see, the thing is, I have Giannis as my MVP. Giannis is better than LeBron defensively, and in my opinion, offensively. Um, he he is better in almost every single stat except for assists per game, and that's because Bron is a better playmaker. That's undisputable. But Giannis is he commands more attention on offense. He he anchors the best defensive team in the NBA. And he's led the Bucks, the best team in the NBA, uh, best record in the NBA, and like he's done more than LeBron has, in my opinion. And another thing is the only reason I feel LeBron has so much attention for the MVP is because of the motive of him being old. But it's not really fair to take age as a factor for LeBron because his MVP just base it purely off the game. Don't add an external factor and make excuses for LeBron. Even though he's not as good as Giannis is on the court, so if you're making excuses for LeBron saying he's old, he's quote unquote washed up. I mean, you're you're like you're making the case easier for LeBron, and it's not really proving anything because Giannis has shown time in and time out that he is the better player, and that's why I feel he deserves MVP. Carl Malone said, "Age is just a number." <laughs> um, moving on, we have Rookie of the Year. For my rookie of the year, I have to go with John Morant, mostly because he just played more games than Zion, and he's also brought the Grizzlies team up so much. Um, he's putting them in a uh, he's putting them in them in a good position to get, uh, secure an eighth seed and go to the playoff. Um, and he's been uh, very ball dominant. He's been able to shoot the ball surprisingly. He's uh, surprised many players and many teams with his um, shooting. From beyond the arc, um, he's explosive in the paint. Obviously, um, he's just done mo- a lot this season. So I feel like Rookie of the Year goes to John Moran easily. Yeah, I agree with you. Even I think John Moran deserves it, but I think they're gonna give it to Zion because I feel like it's like at, for this Rookie of the Year race, it's more of a popularity contest, especially because it's Zion, one of the most hyped rookies in like the last ten years. So, 
I think it's more scripted to give it to Zion, even though I agree with you that John Morant deserves it because John Morant played like three times the amount of games Zion played. And on top of that, it's not like his stats are way worse than Zion. In fact, I think Zion only has like points above him, right? Well, no, see, the thing is, I, I, I agree that John Morant should have won. But in the few games that Zion did play, he had, in my opinion and many opinion, uh, a greater impact on the Pelicans than Ja did on the Grizzlies. In those few games Zion had played. Besides that, the only reason I think Zion won't get the award is a matter of games. Zion has proved that he, like in those like tiny amount of games that he's played, yeah. he's proved like, that he's done better than Ja Moran. But the only thing is he hasn't played enough games to translate to Rookie of the Year. So yeah. that's the issue. Like, if you ask me if Zion played like 10 or 15 more games, then it was like a lock for him. Moving on, we have Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, for my defensive player of the year, I went with AD. Mostly because the only reason why I didn't pick Giannis is because I feel like Giannis itself isn't the heart of the this thing, isn't the uh, Bucks defense alone, but because of good coaching and a good defensive scheme, that's what makes Giannis such a good defender. How um this thing, uh, the uh, Milwaukee's coach is able to utilize him and put him in the right position. So I and uh the team um defensive uh distinct scheme so that's the only reason why i feel like i shouldn't be giving it to Giannis because i feel like on the bucks it's more of a team effort rather than an individual effort so that's why i'm giving it to ad i agree with you ashwan even i think anthony davis is going to win defensive player of the year because again with him coming to the lakers they've improved tremendously and it's not like their whole team is great defensively anthony davis has a great individual performance as a defender and again, compared to Giannis, the whole Bucks team, like especially with the great coach, they know how to play defense. They have a great defensive scheme. Whereas the Lakers, Davis has to anchor the defense by himself. First, let's let's go across the numbers. Giannis is a better rebounder than AD. Yes, rebound counts under defense. For those of you who didn't know, he has four and a half more rebounds than AD does, which Giannis is a better paint presence. Even though um, they play the same position, but. AD sometimes plays center, Giannis doesn't. There's uh, steals and blocks. Um, they have around the same steal numbers, but Giannis, I mean, Giannis has one and a half blocks less than AD, 1.3 to be exact. So that's where, okay, so AD has more blocks, but Giannis has more rebounds. So we'll give it one to one over there. And now we'll take defensive rating. Giannis has a slightly lower defensive rating than AD does. But, well, it makes sense because, as you said, AD is somewhat, he plays more individually than Giannis does because Giannis has, like, Brook Lopez backing him up in the paint as well. So his stats won't show up as much as AD's would. But here's where it starts to get interesting. If you take defensive field goal allowed per player, Giannis has allowed three percentage less than AD has, meaning Giannis guards shots better inside the paint, outside, out, outside at the three, mid-range everywhere. Giannis is better defensively overall. Um, Giannis has allowed 42% of f- def- uh, field goal percentage inside six feet of the basket, which is the best in the NBA. So going back to what you said, AD might have more blocks, but Giannis contests more shots effectively than AD does. AD allows 51% of shots to go inside within six feet. So there, again, that's that's a nine percentage difference of shots inside the paint itself. Well, so Giannis 
like he he might not have stats showing up as field goal percentage, but when it comes to contesting the shots and throwing the def- like offense off, that's like Giannis is better. And then if we want to move out to the mid-range, Giannis is better at guarding shots in the mid-range. Like he's 5% better than AD at mid-range. Then if we move out to the three, Giannis is 1% better than AD at the three. Well, you can't really use the three as a metric for comparing both of them because they're both big men. They rarely come out to the three. But when they do come out to the three, they're really effective defenders. They're both top 10 perimeter defenders in the league, uh, minimum 50 possessions played. So like that, that goes to show you how versatile both of them are. But there's one last edge that Giannis has, and that's his... Like, they're both really versatile, don't get me wrong, but Giannis has more speed. Like, I think he's a better physical presence. And therefore, they, like, if you take isolation possessions per 100 possessions and you take both of them, Giannis allows nine less baskets than AD allows. So that goes to show how, mu- how much better Giannis is individually than AD. So if you have an isolation, all isolations, it could be a guard, it could be a center in the post, it could be whatever, Giannis... He has better, he he has better uh, he defensive field goal percentage than AD does. So again, going back to what you said, Giannis is better individually. Like the stats show it, the numbers show it, the film shows it. Here's the cherry on top. Defensive I'm fine. We're just box talking about plus minus. Thing, yeah. For those of you who don't know, box plus minus is a measure of how much better the team is in points allowed per hundred possessions when the player is on the court. So if they have a positive box plus minus, that means the team is that many points better with them on the court defensively. So, getting into that, um, the Giannis has a bo- the best defensive box plus minus in the last 10 years, which just goes to show how good defensively he is because there are so many defensive greats that he had to come across and still beat to have the best defensive box plus minus. So, for, for you guys saying that Giannis is... Indivi- like. He's individual, he's not team effort, he has others to help him out on the team, so Giannis isn't as like strongly felt as like AD is. Well, explain this to me. How does Giannis have a higher box plus minus than AD? AD has the fourth best at 2.8, Giannis has the best at, 4 point, at 4.2. So Giannis is essentially one and a half points better than AD on the court as a team. So that just goes to show again that AD Without AD, the Lakers tend to do better relatively than the Bucks do without Giannis on the court. So again, Giannis is more important to the team than AD is to the Lakers. Everyone loves Giannis. They love his story. They see, oh, he's good at defense. They'll put him in defensive player of the year. But the chances are the NBA actually allows it is very low because I don't think they're going to give a player MVP and DOP, uh, DPOY. It's very unlikely. Yeah, but like honestly, so, de- like, whoever's deserving of it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not discrediting it. Yeah, I'm no, not discrediting it as, here, but yeah, Giannis no, is more deserving. Giannis is more deserving. For MIP, my choice is Bam Adebayo. Well, I mean, Bam was an All Star this year, and his numbers may not be great, but if you actually watch the Heat play, you can say you can see he's he's one of the top five centers in the league right now. For big man, he's a great passer. He averages around five to six assists per game. I think only in big man, only Nikola Jokic is better than him. He's not a great three-point shooter, but he can get it done in the mid-range. And the Heat have been a great team this year. I think in the beginning they said they, I mean, they said they could make the Eastern Conference Finals, 
I still think it's possible. I just think in the last 10 games, they've gone down a bit. But Bam and Jimmy, I still agree with the duo. And I think they can get it done this postseason. I also agree with you, Surya. I think um, MIP should go to Bam. Um, so he's already impacted his... Um, most people are going to say, oh, well, Jimmy uh, made the heat good, blah, blah, blah. But if you take another center whose name isn't Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid and put him in Bam's position, do, the, do you think the Heat would still do that well? Because Bam has been, one, he's been very versatile. Like uh, Surya said, can get it done in mid-range as a good pick-and-roll partner because he could uh, drive, he could push for the lane or he could just pop the mid-range. Um, he's improved in points per game, rebounds, assists, blocks, and his field goal percentage, which is all very good. And it's not like by small numbers, like, oh, maybe one or two, right? He's in, uh, his points per game has improved by 7.3, rebounds 3.2, assists 2.9, blocks 0.5, and his field goal percentage has gone up by 1%. So he's doing very well this season compared to last season. For me, I have Luka Doncic as my most improved player. Um, I say Luka over Bam because... Luca again has improved in every single stat category as Bam has. Luca increased by seven points a game. He's increased his rebound and assists. He's averaging near a triple double on the season. That itself is crazy. And now you take into the fact that he's stepping up from his rookie year. So, like, let, let's just let's just ignore the age for some time. Um, Luca's Luca's previous season, um, he averaged twenty points a game, which which is a good season. I'm not saying it's bad, but he went from a good season below all-star level. He went from like an above-average player to being in MVP contention over this year, whereas Bam went from like an average player to being an all-star. So I feel like going from below all-star to MVP contention is a far greater gap than average to all-star is. So that's why I feel like Luka expanded on his game. He improved more. Like, like then Bam did, and it's not like Luca isn't translating to wins as well. Like he has, four, he's he's led the Mavericks to a forty-win season so far. There's still eight more games to go. So I mean, it's really good what Luca has done, and you like. I feel like the impact Luca has and the gap in which he's improved is greater than the gap in which Bam has improved. So that's why I say Luca is the most improved player for me. Uh, moving on, we have six man of the year. Um, for most of the six man of the year contenders, most of their stats are pretty identical. But I feel like Dennis Schroeder is like more involved. If you kind of get what I'm saying, like I feel like he Dennis Schroeder is a big part of the offense. Get... Basically, that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. He he, like, even though their stats are like almost identical. He gets more involved and he helps out more with the team. So I feel like uh, six man of the year should go to Dennis Schroeder. So you're trying to say his proportion of impact is greater than those like of Montrez Lou Williams Harrell. and Montrez Harrell. Yes. All right, that makes sense, yeah. So yeah That's exactly why I have Dennis Schroeder as well. Even so. I have Dennis Schroeder. So I have Dennis Schroeder because, again, the Thunder don't have any superstar. They need everyone to contribute. And Dennis Schroeder has filled that role perfectly because we were the Thunder, like 40 and 24 or something, right? Yeah. And yeah. They are projected to have like 
24 wins totally i think and a large part of that success comes from dennis shoder like hitting 20 points a game thanks for listening in folks it's been around the hype i'm ranesh surya what you're supposed to say i'm surya dude come on <laughs> yeah peace out guys